welcome back to another episode of Clock In Vibe Out. Today's episode is going to be a little bit like a masterclass. So I hope that you all are ready to learn how to take your career from eh to superstar. Today I am joined by a social media master, an entrepreneur, and the founder of Solana's Creative. She also happens to be one of my closest, closest pals. Today's guest, Annie Smith. (laughs) What an honor. That was quite the intro. I had to show off for my friends, of course. I love it. Annie, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. We're super excited to have you. Yeah, I'm so excited. I was like, when you started this, you know, I've been your biggest hype woman. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm never going to be on her podcast because I don't work in music. But we found a way. We found a way where there's a will, there's a way, people. <laughs> yes, Annie has been one of my biggest cheerleaders. And Annie started her business like a year ago almost, right? Yeah, it'll be a year in April. And I love a good girl boss moment. Are you triggered, Annie? <laughs> I'm triggered. I love a good boss up moment and Annie did just that. Wait, 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 wait. Are you are you trying to recruit me for your MLM? <laughs> my is that why you brought me on? Scheme? My pyramid scheme? I was gonna wait a little bit later into the episode to drop that bomb on you, but anyways, we're spiraling already. Okay, so I wanted to bring Annie on because I wanted to give everybody a little bit of a crash course because I think that it's a fair assumption to say that a lot of people who are artists worry less about marketing themselves and worry more about their art, which is fair. If you're an artist, that is what you should be doing. However, how are people going to know about you if you don't market yourself? So that is what Annie is here for. She is an expert, an absolute expert. So with that being said, we're going to dive into a little bit of how we know each other, how we met. And that will bring us to a little bit more of Annie's background. And then you guys will see that she was the absolute best guest I had to have her on. So at this point, you all know that my internship at Red Bull is one of my four personality traits. I met Annie. (laughs) I met Annie summer of 2019. We both got internships at Red Bull. And Red Bull, while it's a big company, there's only a few interns for the entire company in Santa Monica at headquarters. And yeah, Annie was supposed to start her internship like almost two months into mine because she was a senior at FITM. So I started, but I was moving to LA. I didn't know a soul. I was nervous. And I had posted like a text from one of my friends telling me that I was going to be good and that I'm such a badass, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Moving to California will be a good idea. It's fine. It's everything. I was trying to convince myself. And I remember Annie slid into my DMs. She replied to my story and she was like, yes, you are. You're such a boss. Like if you need anything, just hit me up. Like we should get coffee or something. I know I don't start for a while, but we should definitely be friends, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I was like, "Ah." I don't know how much I believe in God, but at that moment I was like, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Then the rest was history. Ever since then, we've just been little entrepreneur BFFs. And yeah, I just love Annie. I feel like we're those kinds of people where like you meet someone or for us it was even like before we met like (laughs) you connect with someone even digitally and you're like wait she's like one of my people Uh like it was instant I also think that it is really good and it's really important to have friends that are able to support you emotionally and everything but it's also super important to me that I surround myself with people I'm gonna hit you with a quote actually that I was thinking about recently it goes as follows If the people in your circle don't inspire you, it's not a circle, it's a cage. 
Ooh, Mm -hmm. that's really good. Mm -hmm. And it's really true. It's so true. And honestly, Annie, you're one of my friends that actually does inspire me. And also, it's so nice to have people that push you and also whose opinion I value about business and career aspirations. Even when I was trying to choose a name for the podcast, you were one of the people that I went to to run it by because I actually cared what you thought. And I knew that you also wouldn't let me name my podcast something stupid. (laughs) I don't know why I'm crying in the club right now. Stop! I don't know if it's you or the fact that I got a COVID test this morning and my sinuses are still messed up. (laughs) It's a mix of both. That's where I'll leave that. If your circle doesn't inspire you, it's not a circle, it's a cage. Besides the fact that I love Annie, I wanted to have her on because, like I said multiple times, Annie is a social media master, and who doesn't need a little marketing lesson now and then, especially if you're an artist? So today, we are going to get some insight, some do's and don'ts, some things to really just make you stand out against the competition. I love that. Another super unique thing about Annie is that she graduated from FITM, and you were in one of the first classes that had a social media major, right? Yeah. So we were the first class like in the world to get a bachelor's degree in social media marketing. And I'm bringing it to you on this podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, FITM. That was a wild ride. And... While I was there, one of my internships was at Pixie. Um, I worked with their marketing department and did a lot of like vetting through their influencers, a lot of influencer work. And then also one of the things that was really cool that I launched there was um, their stickers on Instagram stories. So you know how like brands have those branded sticker gifts. So Mm -hmm. I was the one who was like, hey, we should do this. And then I got it done. (laughs) I remember that was one of the first things that I learned about you because you were so excited about them. You're like, oh my God, look at these gifts that I made for Pixie. And I saw every single one. We went through the catalog. (laughs) Then I was at Red Bull. I worked in on-premise trade marketing and I was doing like a lot of graphic design stuff there. That was a huge start to my career, just like working with a big brand and learning how global companies work with Red Bull and Pixie. Like those are my first two big experiences. And both in very different sides of marketing, very different industries, very different consumers. So I feel like that really kind of set me on my path to work with a bunch of different clients and like work with a bunch of different industries. We love a global brand, international (laughs) marketing. You have seen pretty much it all. Annie has had a COVID success story. And we talk about this a lot, but sometimes... Sometimes neither of us feel like we are successful because starting your own anything is so challenging. There's also really no way that success is measured because you make up the rules. You set your standards. I'll back up a little bit. Um, Lost my job at Red Bull last year because of COVID. That was rough. (laughs) Not to mention it was like right before I landed in the hospital for a good five days. Um, We got the whole shebang. (laughs) Non-COVID related. I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. It was a good time. I'm doing well. Anywho, uh, I found out I lost my job at Red Bull over the phone, my boss told me. And my former team were the ones who were like, we have all this work that we've planned for you to do for the rest of the year and like all this budget allotted to to like pay you. So why don't you just like, why don't you just start your own 
business and we can just contract you externally for projects like whenever we need you. And like, am I allowed to talk about this? (laughs) Red Bull Illegal is coming for me. But yeah, so. (laughs) Good. I need press. I need press. We'll take it. All press is good press, baby. I got off the phone that day, immediately took those unemployment shots. I (laughs) laid in the grass in my yard, feeling defeated. And then the next day I was like, all right, time to file an LLC. You know, I was super skilled in like Photoshop, Illustrator, all that fun stuff. So I started doing branding, logos, all of that good stuff and kind of turned Solanus into a full creative agency. Yeah. And you really did that, honestly. So proud of you. You have killed it over the past year. Even just watching you go from start to where you are now. Absolutely insane. I'm proud. We've we've grown a lot. When I started Solanus, I like, it wasn't a choice for me. It was just like, what I had to do. Like, I momentarily forgot that like, you could get unemployment when you get laid off. I was just like, what am I gonna do? Obviously, the next step is to file for an LLC. Unemployment? Who is she? LLC, let's go. It was panic mode. And then the next day, it was business mode with like a, a sprinkle of more tears throughout the month. But honestly, it's okay. Sometimes no, tears it's are totally good for you. It's like a purge, you know? You have grown quite a bit just in your year of business. So far, you've landed global clients. You do all sorts of work. And most notably, um, I was just scrolling on Instagram and I follow Khloe Kardashian and I happened to see my friend Annie's work on Khloe Kardashian's Instagram story. So that is quite a turn of events from the unemployment line. No, that was super cool. Um, Yeah, I got to do some work with Dose & Co. last month and... Some of the assets I designed were on Khloe Kardashian's story. Some were on Kris Jenner's. Um, oh my god! Wait, is it bad that I think that that's kind of cooler? I love right, Kris like Jenner. the momager, like Kris Jenner's a legend. First of he all, really is. And then, like, I I did something for them that they printed for PR boxes, and so that was on like everyone's story. That was like on all their celebrity friends' stories. Like, I think it was on Courtney's and Kim's and Kylie's and Kendall's too. Um, so that was super cool. The moral of the story here is that Annie knows her stuff, okay? The Kardashians are listening to her, as should you. So with that being said, I know that Annie does not work in music. However, with her social media background, she does have some great knowledge that is transferable to musicians, artists, producers, anybody that is just looking to get more traction. So with that, Annie... I do want to talk a little bit more about social media. Yes. Hit me with your hard, hard questions. We're going to hit some baselines. So what are, what would you say are some baseline do's and don'ts of social media? Let's say for an artist. Something I always admire. I really love it when an artist is really like authentic and consistent. So they're not trying to just post like all their super, super edited, super filtered pics, like they're like a real person and especially more so with COVID like last year, all of our favorite artists, not touring, not going doing shows in other cool ass countries. No one's playing festivals. Um, producers aren't off doing cool shit. I don't know. Maybe they were, <laughs> but like, and like same with influencers, they weren't traveling. Like celebrities weren't filming huge movies. Like everyone, I feel like it was like the first time in a long time that like everyone 
whether you're common folk like us or a big ass celebrity, like you're at home, (laughs) you were at home wearing the same like sweatsuit for three days. It was a great equalizer. It was. And it was like, okay, wait, (laughs) I think it's like, there's that stupid quote, like celebrities, they're just like us. You saw so much of that authenticity, like on social media. And it was really cool to like get to know these people on a deeper level. That's proven to already be like a huge trend in social media in 2021 is just that authenticity and not creating like that perfect image. Of course, it's important to like have your brand and like have that persona consistently, like this might go against what I just said, but like consistently having shoots. So you always have content or just consistently posting content, engaging with your followers on stories, utilizing all of the things that Instagram favors, like as they roll out more features, like right now reels, if you're an artist, you're not using reels. What the heck are you doing? Instagram wants you to use that because they want to beat TikTok. Like they don't want TikTok to get any bigger than it is. They want to do what they did to Snapchat with stories and do it better. And so you're only using reels and you don't have a reason to use TikTok anymore. So the more you post reels, the more your content's going to get out there. This is why we brought her on, folks. You mentioned personal brands. And as a marketing major, branding in general was one of my favorite things to talk about because branding is another form of storytelling. Wait, like that's a good quote. Branding is another form of storytelling. It seriously is. I do want to talk about personal branding a little bit because I think that it's useful for everyone, but especially creatives in the space. So first, let's just do like a quick little definition moment about what what is a personal brand. And then we can dive a little bit deeper into how we create that brand. So I used to think a personal brand was just for like people in the workforce or like artists or celebrities or stuff like that. But the more I learned about it and the more I thought about it, it was like, wait, everyone has a personal brand. Everyone has a personal brand, even if you don't think you do, like any regular person has a personal brand, comes down to what you wear, the car you drive, and the habits you form in your life. And like, it's for most people, it's not even a thing they think about. Like, it reminds me of that scene in The Devil Wears Prada. Oh my god, sorry, it's like my fitum side coming out. (laughs) I live. You think you're excluded from fashion just because you're going to call this blue? And she goes into this whole rant about how this color of blue is from seasons ago and is picked out for people just like her. And like, that's her personal brand was like, like four seasons old blue. Oh my God. (laughs) And like Miranda Presley knew that. I love the Devil Wears Prada. That is a super, super, super good reference. I think that too, you can honestly tell a lot about people from their social media because just the way that somebody captions pictures, like most of the time, If you go to my Instagram and you read my captions, there are certain captions that you just know I will never post. I've never captioned a photo, live, laugh, love. I'm not a live, laugh, love kind of girl. That is not my brand. Now you say that and I'm picturing who is that on brand for? It's on brand for this like recently divorced mother. She's like in her 40s. She lives in the suburbs. She has like one of those welcome signs outside her door, like her doors. She posts everything She drives like a really old Tahoe. She posts everything on Facebook. I think it's a really strong thing to have for yourself because you, with social media at your fingertips, you kind of have the power to write your own narrative. You get to control the way that the world sees you on so many different kinds of platforms. You can fill a Google search of your name with whatever you want to come up. So I think that personal branding, personal branding is super important because if you brand yourself properly and correctly, 
you will open a lot of doors for yourself as well. If you are looking to build your personal brand and you don't know where to start, find someone who knows you, ask them what they think your personal brand is, and go from there. Yeah, I think it really depends on the artist or the entertainer, like as far as what your goal is in the music industry, whether you want to be perceived as someone who has this really set brand or someone who's kind of just like really authentic and natural your personal brand is kind of an extension of your personality. So it's going to come through either way. I guess it just depends how much you want to enhance that. Do you want to hear something actually really funny? Yes. I have usually about like one crisis per day. That's like a true crisis where I have a breakdown. I don't know what Only I'm doing one? in my life. Daily. That's like a big one. Multiple small ones, but a few that I consider like existential crises. Existential crises? crises crises I have a lot of problems okay anyways I can kind of sing I've mentioned it before I'm gonna keep mentioning it until somebody invites me to the studio anywho okay so one day I decided that I wanted to be a singer and I wrote this note in my phone the title is make a character and become Hannah Montana I was feeling very inspired by my (laughs) my my marketing degree at the time and I wanted to put it to use so I thought why not come up with an entire persona these are just some characteristics that I put on my little checklist. It says accent, question mark, look up royal things or royal names, mask to hide identity, question mark, ideas for a different world. And I kept asking my friends if I would look good in a wig. I was about to order wigs. I was ready. This is iconic. This is on brand for you. Yeah, it is on brand for me. The personal branding, we've talked about it a lot at this point. You can do it however you feel necessary, but I do think that um, at this point, it is a necessity to have social media and to be active on social media because I think in the past, it was a lot less work to be an artist just because we had press, right? Like there were newspapers and there were media outlets and they were the ones specifically that would print things about artists and music and they wrote the narrative. However, now that the way that we get all of our information is so decentralized, we can find it anywhere. There's a thousand different mediums to get information. Artists have to do it for themselves now. You have to take initiative and you have to be present online because the press will not any longer be doing it for you. If we're talking advertising, I think that's a huge, huge foot up that artists have now PR is all digital like it's just I can't even put into words how everything has changed because of social media and the digital age but I feel like what you said is really important that like you have much more control of your narrative now and I think that it's a good thing and a bad thing it's just more work but you have all the opportunity in the world which is super nice and I know that it feels super overwhelming sometimes because Half the time I say things and I'm like, wow, I should really listen to my own advice. But it is super overwhelming at times. But I think that it's easy to give in to the overwhelmingness of it all. But I think there is a way to turn that into excitement about the opportunity that you have. A great way is to hire a creative agency to do the work for you. Oh, that way where would we find one of can- those? <laughs> www.solanuscreative.com at Solanus Creative on Instagram. Like, yes. I mean, that's one of the reasons I hear this all the time. Businesses, creatives, influencers I've worked with, public figures, whatever. Everyone's like, I have all these great ideas. I just don't have time to execute them. 
I don't really know what the best way is to go about it. Hello, that's what I'm here for. It's really a lot of work. And I think that social media gets discredited sometimes very much in part to um, the boomers, which I get that we all have our own preferences and everything. And if you're a boomer and you're listening, thanks. I love you. However, social media marketing is the new advertising. So I just think that it's important to recognize the fact that we're not just dilly-dallying on our phones all day. Like, (laughs) it's work. It's real hard work. Yeah, that's so true. And it's so dynamic, too. Like you said, there's all these different components. It's too much for one person to do. You need a strategist. You need a community manager. You need a creative. You need customer service. Like, there are so many different components to it. And, like, especially in the music industry, then you also have fans. There's just so many different components that people don't really think of. And that's why so many people turn to someone else to do their social media. And not just anyone, someone who really gets their brand, which is where that that personal brand comes into is like, you're trusting someone with your your image and your brand. And that's huge. Okay, if you had to pick one of those aspects that you just rattled off, if I am an independent artist, and I don't have the means and the resources yet to hire a social media manager or to work with a creative agency, what do you think would be the most important thing for me to do in order to succeed? I feel like the most important thing is outsourcing a strategy. Because you can go to someone and say, I'm Raina, Arizona, I wear a purple wig and whatever else. And like, this is how I want to portray myself. And they'll have an accent, bro. Oh, don't forget about the accent. And she's British, Raina, Arizona. All these things you want to portray. And maybe you know what kind of photos you want to post, what filter you want to use. But you need someone to tell you, okay, this is your audience. This is going to be your voice. These are the kind of words, emojis, like down to that kind of thing you're going to use on social media, it's like when companies have a branding deck, now there's also a social media aspect of it that incorporates all those things. Like the different types of content you post, how often you post, what platforms you're on. Like that's one of the most important things I feel like, especially for an artist or anyone in music to have is that strategy of how they're portraying themselves. And as long as you outsource that from someone who knows what they're doing and as long as you follow that you can look at that every single time you want to post on Instagram and you look and you reference that strategy that's going to take you far strategy is something that is specialized so you want to take you wouldn't take advice about how to properly eat from a dentist you'd go to a nutritionist you know true very true you wouldn't have a plumber work on your car you would not You would not be doing that. I do want to talk platforms for just a second. There's lots of different platforms for everyone to be on. What are some of your favorites and the best way to utilize them? So obviously we can start with TikTok. Anyone can go viral on TikTok if you have a funny idea. And if you post consistently, TikTok's for literally anyone. Pinterest is great for consumer products. Instagram also for everyone. Instagram, obviously huge for artists and same with Facebook and Twitter. Facebook, I don't love for a lot of brands, but I think for a public figure, it's really good because you can get more personal. And then, of course, Twitter. I think everyone can utilize Twitter in their own way. But obviously, Twitter has been huge for memes. 
And I follow some brands on there that make good memes. And then you know what they do? They see it's doing well on Twitter. They screenshot it, put it on Instagram, and then get huge engagement on Instagram because people are sending it to each other. Like how many times have we sent each other Leo memes on Instagram? And I think that's another huge advantage. I know that you mentioned Jojo Siwa before, but are there any other artists or people that their brand really stands out to you? Um, I think one of the best people for that is Halsey. She's one of those people who does a really great job of having a personal brand. And she has a persona like Halsey's not her real name, but she does a, she has a really good mix of like having that persona and that personal brand. And then also being super authentic. Like I follow her on Twitter and she talks to her fans like they're her friends. And then she'll go and post some super hot photo shoot picture on, on Instagram, or then she'll post something like super casual, like sitting on her couch the next day. Like she has a great mix of authenticity and like boss branded content. And I think too, like the, I think part of her success comes from different content for different channels. So I think that that's a good place to insert that because it really just does go to show how if you utilize those different platforms and you are curating content specifically for them that play to their strengths, you can take off and you can be multifaceted and you can be that bitch on Instagram and still be that homie on Twitter. That's so true. That bitch on Instagram and that homie on Twitter. And she's Mm so hot. Also, when I was younger and I'd be on Twitter and some boy from a band would tweet at me, I would literally like die and I would never forget that moment. Even still to this day, like I remember. And so I think that if you're an artist, just engage with your fans. Even if you have a thousand followers, even if you have five followers, like those five people, if you slide in their DMs and you send them a voice message on Instagram, first of all, the audio quality will be so clean and crisp because for some reason, Instagram audio messages are it's the golden standard but they will love you forever and they will be your fan forever so just engage send them a little tweet you're on twitter anyway reply to a tweet whatever no big yeah that was a hot tip that you just dropped in there um the audio on instagram is the crispiest audio you'll ever hear it sounds better than my tv it sounds better than phone calls like it's it sounds better than like music in your headphones I want to message Instagram and just ask them like what they do to their like is their sound engineering built in or is that how all of our sound like what are we just gonna, okay Hot I'm not gonna start I'm not gonna start someone record a song via Instagram DM audio and like let me know how it goes because hot tip. being an entrepreneur and being an artist are very similar because essentially as an artist you are just trying to market yourself to the world to your fans to people so that they'll connect with what you're putting out so With that being said, what do you think is the hardest part or the hardest thing that you've had to face as an entrepreneur? Because I think that this will be transferable to everyone. I think the hardest part is seriously just time management. It's like one of the best and worst parts about being an entrepreneur is like having your own schedule and like doing it how you want. Especially people in music can understand this too. Like your schedule is super different from from other people. If you play shows or like I know a lot of artists who stay up late to record and produce and stuff. And it's just like, that's, that's what works for them. But that's not the same time that you have to communicate with other people like who work nine to five jobs. Maybe you have a team for socials, like your marketing team, your manager, like if you're starting a clothing brand, like those people, they work during the day. And if you're up at night instead of during the day, it's kind of hard to communicate with other people. And I found that too. Like if I want to take a day off in the middle of the week, amazing that's one of the perks of doing your own thing but when I come back the next day I have to respond to a million emails and play catch up 
How have you managed that? Let's talk about that. Um, that's one of those things that I'm I'm figuring out as we speak. Like that's one of my my goals to resolve in the next week or two is to like figure out how to better manage my time and like not get behind on emails and like not miss deadlines and like keep myself really on on task. Like I use a project management app and I like it, but like somehow it's just not enough. I'm going to be completely honest. My I have tried a bunch of those kind of platforms to manage things. I've tried like Trello and I've tried a couple other ones too. There is something to be said for me at least about just a good old-fashioned to-do list. I make one every night before I go to sleep. I don't know. It just helps me prioritize and it helps me not miss important things and it helps me be able to visualize the things that I need to do. And yeah, yeah, see, look at us. This is what I'm talking about. We're the same kind of friends. We're showing each other our to-do lists. Yay. This is like the past year of to-do lists. Anyways, that is my tip. It's gotten me through um, many hard times. Just when in doubt, make a to-do list, you know? I agree. To end it on a positive note, being an entrepreneur, being an artist, doing what you want to do is so fulfilling and so rewarding. And I also recently saw something on Instagram that was like the five most common regrets people have when they die. And one of them was not being courageous enough to live the life that you wanted. And I think that being an entrepreneur, being an artist, doing something that you believe in is so courageous because you're going against everything that we've been taught. You're going against what people tell you you should be doing. You're constantly defending yourself to people. You are constantly fighting this battle just so that you can live a life that you are happy to live. So even if you're not feeling like you're doing a good job, even if you feel like it's stupid at the time, if you feel like you're not going anywhere, just know that you are so courageous for even trying. Wow. That is so true. I'm coming for your brand, baby. (laughs) (laughs) that speaks to me and like I can see that speaking to so many other people I think that's great advice we are almost at the end so I just have um a couple final questions for you so Annie working in creative careers we put ourselves into some interesting positions so do you have any embarrassing stories from your time in your creative career that you want to share with us okay so the glasses just came off she's ready (laughs) I thought long and hard about this because my life is one big embarrassing moment, okay? Like, I've gotten to the point where things just don't embarrass me anymore because it happens all the time. But my first day at Red Bull was back in 2017 when I was still in college. My first day, I had just met all these people and we went, we had dinner and then we went to um, one of those go-kart racing places and... I'm not athletic. I'm like, oh shit, it's my first day. They're going to find out they just hired some girl to work for like an active sports brand that- The most sporty athletic brand in the world. The most non-athletic person they've hired. And I'm going to be caught. And I was. And first and second rounds, it was like, you know, be careful. Don't hit anyone. Don't be too crazy. Just like follow the rules, whatever. And then third round- like when you're going your for your final score, your final lap, they were like, be ruthless. Well, I took that and I ran with it. I am like not good at go-karts, okay? So when they said be ruthless, I was like, this is my time to shine. And I don't know <laughs> what happened from that moment. From the moment we started that last round, I must have blacked out because all of a sudden my go-kart, I'm on top of someone. Not me, a human being. My go-kart, I am on top of someone. 
I straight up ran over one of my brand new coworkers, and my go kart was on top. Annie, and not to mention, since we split oh into two groups, there's God. a whole group watching us, and they had to like stop everything. And like, I don't even, th- I don't know if I finished the round. I don't know what happened, but like, oh, but he was had he this, okay? like, yeah, he was okay, but he had this like huge like, I want to say something like an Indian burn on his arm. Fine, if you shall phrase it that way. <laughs> on his arm. Oh my god. But it's all okay. I've asked people, like, oh, remember when that happened? Because now I think it's funny. And people, like, don't remember it. And I'm like, thank god. And, like, that's the key, is, like, no one ever remembers things like that, like you do. I cannot believe that you ran someone over. I was yeah. not expecting the story to take that turn. I know, I'm surprised you've never heard this story either. Before we go super quick, we've covered a lot, but do you have any final advice for anybody who is looking to either get started with their social media brand or who wants to become an entrepreneur? Just any final words of wisdom? Two of my key takeaways are like, wow, I sound like a professor. (laughs) Two of my key points are number one, be on top of trends and know how trends translate between industries. Because if you can recognize that, how something in fashion is going to affect something in music and vice versa, you're set. Key point number two is to research and read because things in social media are constantly changing. There's a lot of good social media blogs about doing social media as a business, which I would say that's what anyone in in music is doing. Okay, Annie, that is honestly all that I have for you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You have been an amazing guest, very insightful, and I'm sure that this will help lots and lots of people, myself included. So before you go super quick, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. First of all, it's so cool to get to talk in this setting and discuss, you know, things we don't normally do, really professional career things. Yes. (laughs) Next time in the studio. Yeah, next time we'll be in the studio. You guys can find me on Instagram at Solanus Creative or my personal Instagram, Annie underscore Smith. Yep, but definitely go make sure that you check her out and definitely hit her up for any of your social media needs. Like I said, she is a bit of a mogul. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you're also following Clock and Vibe Out on Instagram and Twitter for some funny tweets. I think that they're funny at least. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to leave us a little rating, a little review if you like the episode. Don't forget to subscribe. That is all that I have for you guys today. I'll be back next week with another episode. Bye.